This is CliffCentral.com. The Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous on CliffCentral.com. Good morning to you at uh, this beautiful Thursday. Uh, the Joburg's just beautiful. The blossoms are in the air. You can smell it. <laughs> Spring is here. And I tell you, what a great show we have lined up for you today. Let me, let me just run through the names. Okay. Jazz legend Abdullah Ibrahim joins us on the line from Germany. We chat um, about Hedwig uh, with Christopher Dung- Dungan from The Gate 69. We've got in studio three phenomenal actors. Play That Goes Wrong is on Monte Casino. And we've got Craig Jackson, Daniel Yanks, and Stephen Jabba in studio. And we're going to be talking about that phenomenal show. Okay, and Panther Boys. Uh, these are cool. These are cool for school. We'll chat to them. Uh, Nathaniel joins us. His show at Empress is called 30 Years, 90 Minutes. Oh, Hello, Alan. It's so lovely to speak to you. I love Nathaniel. And um, I did see Mannequin, and it was brilliant last year. The man has got to be one of the most talented people. What a top singer, really. We got him on the show. In studio, Garth Taylor, singer-songwriter, joins us to discuss. He, he's in a boxing match, and um, he's going to be fighting for kids. But the guy's not a boxer. Fighting <laughs> fighting kids? Like, no, he's not fighting the kids. He's going to fight... Against somebody to raise money for charity, and the, the, the charity is called Little Fighters, and his kids that are fighting cancer. We'll talk to him, and then of course Harry Sideropoulos is coming on the line. Harry is going to be here, and uh, he's going to talk about the Sakathon raising money again for a great organisation. Spinning, um, I did it with him. Uh, we did four hours <laughs> last year. This year I will not because we were in Cape Town. Um, but it's uh, it's happening this Saturday. And we're going to chat about that. So what a last lineup! Happy birthday, Nathan Rowe. Thank you very much. Uh, how it's old? actually my after birth today. <laughs> yeah, my birthday was yesterday. Oh well, that is absolutely yeah. brilliant. Thank you so much. And life how, is good. It is good. Yeah, traffic what? this morning, however, horrible. I was well, speaking to you on the phone, and and we were planning the show in the traffic. Yeah, yeah. and do you want to do you want to name and shame that horrible woman that was she was making your life? What are they, what are these people that are, that are just too nice? Nice people. There is no time for niceness when you have to get to work. Okay, so these people that let taxis and buses and people cross the road and all the people come in front of them. Why did they have to find me this morning? The one woman traveled, seriously, for five kilometers. Five kilometers. And in five kilometers, what she did was she allowed every person... In, it was the good Samaritan who was driving me mad. In the end, I was flicking her. That's awful. I, <laughs> I had didn't a... look her to herself. Because she was so sweet. Every bus, the car train bus could come in front of her. The um, 17 taxis was okay. People walking across the street. Of course, every side road that needed to get into the main Ravonia road or the outspan was allowed to come in through her. She was that person today. <laughs> Literally, what takes you 10 minutes was half an hour. Lady, well done. You're a good chick. But thank you for aggravating me this morning. <laughs> I had a rusty Mazda 323 in front of me. And he was one of those jerks that pushes in front and then wants to drive 20. I don't, know, I I don't understand it. that. It's like, I'm in a rush. I'm not. I, I've got to tell you, my family opened a, a Lebanese cafe restaurant in Johannesburg, in Santon, in Morningside. Um, so I have had just, <laughs> I've been, <laughs> besides, we've got coaches or us, the TV show, I've got... Uh, the launch of Fadana Dinger, the new show through the Landman and Amore Becker happening um, next week. I've been running a restaurant, helping the family, cooking with my mom in the kitchen and running around with my brothers. It's been brilliant. But it's a proper, authentic, it's called a race cafe in Morningside. It's a p- proper, authentic Lebanese restaurant. So would you say that this week you've been dealing a lot with? 
Oh, food glory is food. But I'm guessing but not hot sausage and mustard. No, hummus and tabbouleh. Doesn't, doesn't roll off the tongue. And kafta. Sure. He's still allowed to say that. Yeah, Habibi. Cool. Okay. So it's been Lebanese. So it's, but it's food, glorious Lebanese food. It's wonderful. Food. And argili and habli bablis and whiskey and. You know I love having an Aguila bubbly bubbly. In a moment, we'll talk to Daniel Jenks. I think he, he knows. Uh, he knows. And I know St- Craig Jackson. Yeah, he looks know, Lebanese. They, they know that the, the, the libs. You know, the, 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 you people know these peeps. You know. It's, um, yeah, you guys were all beaten up at school by lib. <laughs> sure. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Alan. We're going to have uh, Abdullah Ibrahim on the line in a moment. So, tell us about a play that goes wrong. How wrong does it go? Oh, well, it's basically about um, eight amateur. Actors, they're part of the uh, North Riding Polytechnic Amateur Dramatic Society, and they've been trying to put on a show for years, um, but they haven't had the numbers, they haven't had the money, but this is the first time they've got the money, they've got the numbers, but they, unfortunately, I think before, and never actually got to rehearse together, because everyone's got their day jobs, right. so they come in and, you know, two of them will do their scene, and then this is the first night that they are putting the show up. And as the title says, the play goes horribly, horribly wrong. That sounds amazing. You guys also don't seem like like the actors we usually have in here. Something <laughs> different. What, what well, the well, there's do you usually have in here? There's something like. different about you guys. Are we I like mean, jocks, kind of like. Yeah, I, I get actors. this like testosterone coming <laughs> off cool. you. We do a lot of film and television. Oh, is that the difference? Yeah. Oh, so the the stage guys are a different breed. Yeah? Totally into different <laughs> things. Okay, so you guys are like the boots of the the acting world. Yeah, we're not musical actors. Right. Okay. We're single no, threat, Stephen. <laughs> so, so were you were you ha- were you handpicked for this play in particular? <laughs> They were um, like, we, story. we need people that uh, <laughs> do tell, Daniel. Yeah, go, Dad. Go, Daniel Jenks, the um, Lebanese person. Uh, so th- this is the second run of the play, um, and so we, we do have some some new cast members in it. Um, so not only are the things that are meant to go wrong going to go wrong, but some other things might go wrong as well. Oh, that's ex- so. But we won't know what's real and what's acted. It's kind of a. <laughs> Thankfully, you'll have no idea. It's quite yeah. an existential experience. These two are the the new additions, Stephen uh, and Dan. Yeah, so quite possibly we won't know what's going wrong either. Oh, <laughs> we won't know if we've nailed it or if we're off the mark. But wow. okay. well, in the pre- the previous round we did, which was in uh, uh, February, uh, March, April. Uh, the first week, what could go wrong did go wrong, which shouldn't have gone wrong, but it did. Like, I cracked my head open on stage. Really? Uh, yeah. Glorious. And then the elevator fell on uh, Robert Fridgen's head. <laughs> during yeah, and, the that sh- and that Daniel's cracked his head open. That's Stephen's role. That's uh, his, so that's and on that note, I hope Robert's doing well. Um, of course, as we heard, uh, his show was pulled just recently because uh, he had a stroke on yeah. Yeah, on stage. So I saw uh, him yesterday and he's is he? getting better and better. Okay. Yeah. So. Wishes out to Robert Fridgen. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay, so, I mean, that's, uh, again, that show was cancelled and, again, a lot of work went into that, but... The best thing is your health That you've got to keep that in mind Yeah And he's a determined chap So he's, he's getting better and better He's going to be up on stage soon So It's backed by popular demand The play that goes wrong And basically I mean uh, Jana Lumley came out recently uh, At the London performance Saying You laugh until tears run down your face And it has to be seen People that haven't seen it It's like cavemen I mean It's uh, It's one of those things It's just one of those Iconic productions and pieces that are just hysterical yeah. So we're going to talk more about it in a moment Boys, thank you for joining us in the studio We've got Craig Jackson, Daniel Janks and Stephen Yabba um, But 
Do you really have legends on the show, guys? I'm sorry I got to interrupt you because this guy is, of course, one of South Africa's greatest jazz legends of all time, international jazz legends. Um, on the line, we have him from Germany. Abdullah Ibrahim, sir, how are you? Uh, welcome. Thank you for yourself. I'm and s- greetings to you and your listeners. Thank you. Sir, it's so good to have you with us. And first and foremost, what are you doing in Germany? Uh, you see, musicians uh, are the things that are dear to their hearts are their instruments, right? Mm-hmm. So saxophone players and trumpet players and flute players, they will find the best instrument that they can uh, afford. See, that's your first line of, uh, of practice. Now, for a piano player, you need a home. If you want to get an instrument of your choice, it's dear to your heart. You must have a home. So, for me, the best piano anywhere in the world is Fazioli piano. Mm-hmm. This is a, a friend of ours, Paolo Fazioli, who created this instrument some years ago. And he's, he's based in Italy, not far from where I am. So, I purchased this, this piano. And then I had to find a home to put it. And uh, I'm here with my with my with my fiance, and so we have a place where I can practice until such time that I can afford to buy and ship a Fazioli piano to to, to Cape Town. Okay, so that's but brilliant. this affords me to practice. In, yeah, in Germany, that's brilliant. This affords me. Yeah, this affords me to practice. And, and review some compositions that I wrote almost 60, 70 years ago that I never had time really to to explore deeper because I'd been on the road trying, making money to, to support my family. So um, you do come back uh, to, uh, to Cape Town to do the Joy of Jazz and, uh, and you had Artscape for a concert. Tell us about the, the, the concert that you have at the Artscape. Well, this is solo, uh, solo piano. Solo piano concert I've, uh, in some ways, uh, perfected uh, this genre for myself uh, for, for many, many years. Uh, it started in, uh, in South Africa, where, um, of course, I'm a pianist, so I had to have a little upright piano that I could practice. And then I had to move, I had to move around from place to place in Johannesburg, Cape Town. I lived all over South Africa. Then in Cape Town, um, if you recall, there was a show called, uh, what is it, uh, uh, King Kong. Mm, great. And uh, so all of the musicians that I played, well, they all left and went with that, so with that show to mm. London. Mm. I, was le- yeah, I was left alone. <laughs> and uh, then in Kensington, in Cape Town, a friend of mine, uh, 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 Mr. Gordon, he was a Chinese businessman. He had a little uh, a garage and a little uh, 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 practice center in, in, in Kensington. And I stayed there for one year and practiced piano. That's why he introduced me to Chinese food because I could cook some food. <laughs> but I practiced there for maximum, minimum 20 hours a day for one year. And that's how I got the solo piano uh, uh, project together. 
And since then, I've been doing solo piano concerts all over the world. Because it's the first, it's the first expression of my compositions as 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 a pianist, and then I can expand it to trio and big band and philharmonic orchestra. So we're excited to see your show. It's happening soon. Um, you love, obviously, jazz. You love music. And you are a legend in your own right. I want to ask you, who is your heroes in, in this business? Who do, you, who do you love working with if they're still around? And, and if they're not around, who did you love working with over the years? Well, some of the people have passed on and some of them, if I do mention them, they... they most most of my mentors are people who make it implicit that they want to be known. Uh, and I think that is that is really the, the key for for a true master and the, the, this passing on of of of, uh, of information and to a trusted student. Like I've been practicing Budo martial arts in Japan for fifty years with my teacher in Japan. Mm. And so he's given me he's given me this this accolade that I can now teach. His name is uh, Sensei Tonegawa. People who inspired me in South Africa, for example, Kipi Muketsi, uh, saxophone player, clarinetist in Johannesburg, was one of those the first ones who said to us that we should endorse our our own uh, uh, music. And expand on it. In the United States, it with people like uh, like Duke Ellington, who actually <laughs> invited me into his organization and into the band. And the lessons that I've learned from 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 Ellington in terms of composition and also band leadership. And then from the jazz musicians, uh, Thelonious Monk, who told me that when. When I told him that I was inspired by his music, told me that I'm the first piano player to tell to tell him that. So the, we can mention countless of names, but the most important people are those unsung people who say to us, "Don't tell anybody about us." Then it's just play the music. Uh, so I would well, it's not even a question. It's not even, it's not even a question of you know, question of the music. See, uh, uh, language is a finger that points at the moon, but it's not the moon. See, so music is a vehicle, you know, and the vehicle is there how to under for for your, yourself, your self understanding and, and 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 daily practice and uh, and uh, and uh, investigating and trying to understand yourself and where do you fit into this. Uh, to the scheme that, uh, that, that, that God has given us. And it also has deals with your ego. This is the most, the most uh, wonderful and, and ex- uh, excellent uh, uh, experience is that you look inward. That's what the practice does. So for, for us, uh, uh, performance is maybe 10%, practice is 90%. Sir, I know you're going to carry on practicing there in Germany. We're going to get you back on the show in October. Uh, I want to give the punt, uh, your show another punt. I also want to talk about your incredible life uh, all over the world. Sir, thank you for joining us uh, 
And most importantly, I want people to go and book the tickets to the Artscape Theatre the 13th and 14th of October to see the one and only Abdullah Ibrahim. His two solo concerts. Uh, I know you also had the joy of jazz, sir. Look after yourself in Germany. Write beautifully. Practice beautifully. And we'll chat to you when you're back in South Africa, sir. Pleasure. Thank you so much to your listeners. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. The one and only Abdullah Ibrahim on the line uh, from Germany. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah. What, what a legend, guys. I mean, what a legend. Oh, yes. Oh, that's, that is legendary stuff. I think the key to becoming a legend is to simply take more time. To say things oh, Spit it out <laughs> okay, He I'm said not some very yeah. interesting the, the things man, The man is 83 years old Jeez. Okay wow. He got back from King Kong And he had a band That they, that left him Okay It was called Jazz Epiphanies uh, Epistles Sorry And they went on to England And they actually Went into exile with King Kong And he stayed around um, His band left him I bet they're kicking themselves now <laughs> Do you know what It's very interesting But, but to talk about A cycle or a circle in some respect. King Kong now opened uh, this week at the Joburg Civic Theatre. Mm-hmm. So um, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. That there the show goes. And here's Abdullah Ibrahim, who's, who's there. He had that choice to go along with King Kong. And he thought, well, let me just go do my magic. Hey. That is brilliant. The guys in the studio, that was the, uh, again, unbelievable Abdullah Ibrahim. Uh, Nathan, wow, eh? What is yeah, that? that was amazing. Listen, yeah? as, a, as a crooner, and as someone that loves jazz, yeah, I couldn't actually say anything to him because know, I'm like, like, I'm like, like shaking. A, I could see it's it. like a grade one talking to <laughs> the yeah. UN. You know, it's like see, th- cool. that was my birthday present to you, Aww. Abdullah. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> guys worked with some insane people. I mean, Duke Ellis, Ellington. You can't beat wow. that guy. That is crazy guy. I was quite intrigued by the fact that he studies martial arts with a sensei in Japan, and he can oh. teach it now as well. And He's he like dropped a, a little bit of like Eastern martial arts philosophy. That whole yeah, line so about Buddhism. finger that points to the moon. Yeah. That's that's martial art philosophy. And how do I know this? You're a martial artist? No, it was one of Bruce Lee's lines in Enter the Dragon. (laughs) 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 I'm not even joking. So maybe that's what all he's been doing is actually watching Bruce Lee. (laughs) Just watching some chop sake. Yeah, Yeah, I'm now a sensei. No, no, I don't put it past him. I'm sure he's got the credentials. So when we look at this production, the play... That uh, that went wrong. Uh, well, that it goes, goes wrong. It doesn't went wrong. It's, it's, it is wrong. <laughs> they oh, have it went wrong, problems. and then they got a new cast. <sighs> you got know. it wrong, Alan. Everything's wrong. wrong. Okay, but I mean, if you if you think about it, it it's it's described to theatre audiences as the faulty towers meet noises off. Um, London had won big awards at the 2015 Olivier uh, Award Ceremony, Best Comedy. I mean, it's really one of those great pieces. Um, uh, Russell Savadier's in it as well, along with Roberta Pombo and Nicole Franco, and of course, you two cuckoos, uh, <laughs> and you, Craig Jackson, sitting in the studio. But again, what a great show. And, uh, and, and if you had to say to people why they should go and see it, why, what would that, why would that be? It's funny. Yeah. It's, it's one of the, you know, the most fun nights you'll spend out, I think. Especially this day and age. Everything's so, in the news, everything's quite depressing. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's just two hours of just laughter. It's just belly laughs. And you don't stop. Once you start, you just don't stop laughing for two of us. Guys, what do you love about this business? I mean, I saw you, you, we had you on the show 
uh, a while back. Sure, for, last uh, year. For Annie. Annie. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, then you were brilliant in West Side Story. Cheers. It was a great, great production. I mean, you liked it? Good. And good. now all of a sudden... It's coming back to Cape Town, by the way. Now, now we're in comedy. Now, we, now we're on stage. Uh, let's start with you, Craig. Craig, what do you love about this business? St. John's boy, you meant to be an accountant or a banker. Jeez, no, I don't have the grades, but... Uh, really? St. John's? No. <laughs> um, what are you saying? What scholarship? You say the people that don't get the grades go into theatre. Yes, Obviously, that is yes not. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's... Uh, I, what I love about live performance is, uh, well, the danger. There's a lot of danger in it. Corpsing, laughing, things going wrong, but... Laughter as well. I mean, it's just so lacquer to see people bent over crying with laughter. Mm. For me, that's just the best thing. Which you, which is, which is, which is great because you feed off the audience like yeah. any comedian does. Yeah. For you, Mr. Janks. Uh, Abdullah Ibrahim says music is the finger that points at the moon. I think acting is the finger that points the way to the bathrooms. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a tough industry and, we do it because we love it and we love it because uh, for me it's a calling i mean there was nothing else that i, that yeah. I ever explain wanted to that do. notion you see because okay priests and nuns have a calling and and a lot of the times this is important because you've got a kid and all they want to do is sing all they want to do is is be a part of the performance arts and a, a parent kind of guys a lot of parents want their kids to be doctors and lawyers. I mean, that's what the the, the normal thought pattern is generally. We go get edu- become an accountant and engineer that type of stuff. But all of a sudden, there is this bright star within you that doesn't have any doesn't want to do any of that stuff. I mean, again, coming back to what you're saying, what do you think? How do you, how do you? It's a calling. So, and it, how do you explain I, it to a parent? I think. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, would you tell your kids to get Michael into this Caine, It was Michael Caine who somebody asked him what advice you would give to young people who wanted to become actors, and he said, "If you can do anything else, do it." <laughs> <laughs> Which is a funny thing to say, but I think if you go beneath the humour, it's not just about being able to do something else. There's nothing my soul would let me do other than this. It's yeah, it's just what I am. But I think I think um, acting as well is is overlooked in the corporate sector as well. I mean, you know how many people I've met, like businessmen at the top of the game, that are like, "Geez, don't you get nervous when you get on stage?" <laughs> and you're like, "No, I really don't." And they're like, "Geez, no, I would die." <laughs> and and I always just think like, "Wow, I mean, I could go into business and probably take over a company because I'm just not afraid to speak to people of a platform so like I, I think I think that's overlooked in um, in like schooling as well like just training people to to be comfortable you know I mean I know actors are often not comfortable in their own skin which is why they wear everyone else's but I mean to be comfortable enough to you know speak to people like that and don't you think like acting should be kind of more important than math I mean let's face it we have calculators you know like what what do we really need maths for <laughs> You know, but 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 speaking in front of a class absolutely terrifying for people. You know, statistically, the fear of public speaking is the number one fear in the world. Statistically, people are more afraid of speaking in front of large groups of people than they are of dying. Yeah, um, I'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. Totally. Uh, so I, Jerry think, Seinfeld, thank you very yes. much. Yes, <laughs> so we're quoting a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I do think that I think in order to be a good actor, you have to you have to embrace vulnerability in some way and. I think the embracing of vulnerability is is crucial in all of life. And I think the more people that can sort of learn that, the better off we'd be. Yeah, I think we need to make more balanced people. 
Because like what Alan said now is basically there's a lot of square, like coming out of St. John's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, circular holes and you're basically a, a square a screen, peg. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, we should kind of maybe have like a little Star of David shape hole and then different things could fit into that. Oh, this is so idealistic, wow, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm just I'm, point, I'm, I'm pointing the, I'm the, the cynic in the group. Uh, <laughs> and Kabbalah. I'm just going to say that uh, I chose acting because everything else was too much hard work. Right. I'm, I'm paraphrasing Ricky Gervais because in the Christmas special of Extras, he went on about how he wanted to be a doctor, but didn't want to do it. Too much hard work, so settled on acting. I actually have an education in law. I oh, want wow. to do it. Too much hard work. Yeah, okay. Settle on acting. Good Thank one. you. Now, guys, we're going to chat to you more in a moment. Uh, the guys in the studio, Craig Jackson, Daniel Yanks, and uh, Stephen Yabba, the play that goes wrong. Or Jabba. Jabba, Yabba, Jabba. Ah, Yabba. come on. Okay. Uh, on the line, uh, I've got to just tell you, if you didn't see Mannequin uh, last year, you missed out on something truly incredible. One of South Africa's greatest, I think, theatre not only TV, but I think stage artists, uh, actors, meets, singers, performers, is Nathaniel. We have him on the line. Uh, the show opened at uh, Empress Palace, 30 years, 90 minutes at Empress, opened recently. Uh, it runs until the end of September. Nathaniel, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm fast asleep. I don't know what normal person with an income is awake now. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the call and for doing the interview. Um, I, I, I just, firstly, Mannequin was exceptional uh, last year. Uh, it was a brilliant, brilliant production. What can people expect this year if they haven't seen it yet? Uh, the show, 30 years and 90 minutes. They can, at this point, expect no parking. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it is like highlights and forgotten things. It's not the greatest hit show kind of thing. I didn't do the obvious thing. And it's not a show that's about thank you for everything, I'm dying. It is, um, a lot of the music is from the past, but I've just released a new album. So there's music from there. And really stuff that I've discovered, um, because the first 10 years of my career, people thought I was Satan. So many who are now fans of coming to the show do not know any of the stuff from the, the the beginning of the career. So there's a lot of stuff in. And then there's a, a lot of stuff that that's planned for the future and and new stories and new songs and obviously all the costumes are new and stuff. And we 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 printed a, a very nice program with everything from the past thirty years in so that I don't have to do it. But it's a it's a fast paced show and it's light and it's it's the title "30 Years, 90 Minutes" gets a different meaning once you're in the show, so that it's not just my mother said, "If you do a show about yourself, God will come and take you." So <laughs> I, 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 it's, a, it's a celebration of 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 what happened and and what the future might look and sound like. Well, well, let's just talk about the celebration. More than 6,000 live performances, 79 stage productions, 17 music albums, 17 published books. Wow. 30 years. It's been incredible. What are some of the highlights? Um, the biggest highlight is that I, I'm still alive, I feel, um, and that I work constantly. That I, When my career started, I had... Um, much shock value and I upset a lot of people and I was against the grain of everything that was normal in South Africa and but despite that from day one to till today I worked every day and, and it and it just grew. It was um 
a lot of changes happening in the country. I don't think a lot of changes happen with me. I'm less naked than I was before. I look now at the first 10 years. I wore nothing for 10 years. I don't know what was wrong with me. But um, there were highlights like touring with Mimi Kutze. There were highlights like performing at the Royal Albert Hall in London. There were... Every first was a highlight for me. Um, there are other things that was exciting that came along the way, like doing the Nathaniel um, collection at Checkers with all the food and starting the Kalko business and um, starting the etiquette program and starting to write a column for 18 years now and things that that was things that were not planned and and things that became completely unexpected um, sidelined. Um, that that to me is always I like. No, I don't have. You know, one, one specific night. To me, I like this the night when I don't have to ask people to switch off their cell phones because audiences uh, yeah. have disintegrated, um, culture have disintegrated, and manners have completely vanished in this part of the world. So um, it's weird that people would pay money and come and sit and SMS while you sing. And I think yeah. a lot of people, sorry, and I, I, I do think a lot of people don't make the. The distinction that you know live and not on TV. They have to sit. It, it's a weird thing. But but a, a good night with a good audience because the audience makes the show. That's how I like for me. I, I want to tell you something interesting, and I, and I like that you do it. And I like that you said it on, on the interview, and I like you, that you did it. when I haven't seen this production as yet. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, and I know it ends next week, Sunday. But... I'm very happy that you make it very clear to the audience that if you do not, if I catch you with that phone on, you're out. That's it. You know, yeah, and, with, and you will. With, with me, it's, there are a lot of artists who feel it spoils the evening. I don't. There are a lot of people um, who has not been brought up with respect. Um, so we are falling apart as a society in many strange ways and etiquette or basic manners. Mm. And technology has turned us into idiots. So... Um, the, the reason I'm on stage is so I can take you away. It sounds pretentious, but there must be a form of release and transport in a show. You must take people to somewhere else. And I cannot do that if you and your sister are SMSing. It's <laughs> because in a theater where, yeah, or, or in a show for me, where half the show is, is all the magic is in the light and nothing else. And if you put on a little light, you destroy it for people. And then, I make an announcement at the beginning of the night. If you switch on your your light, you are dead. And then you still do. Then I'm sorry, because to me it's a thing. The theatre is to me my working place, my office, my holy moment. I don't come to your work and 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 interfere. So, ninety eight percent of the audience are there to really see a show, but there's always an idiot or two um, who have no perception when they're in a situation of what it requires of them. And I feel it's my duty till I die to teach people that. Well, I don't disagree with you because because you're, you you do the production both in English and Afrikaans. If you're not completely fluent in Afrikaans, you have to focus constantly. Besides, obviously, the magic of the music, you have to be watching that stage with the lighting, costume changes, the music, the singing. And, and so you're right. It, it is distracting. It is most importantly that you, you as a performer, and I'm saying because we've got three top actors, actors in the studio with us, but you're performing to an audience 
And guys, when you're looking in and you're feeding off that audience and you're seeing p- things like people getting up and going to the toilet, for example, it happens, I guess. But you're seeing lights and you're seeing people SMSing or people having an argument and, or talking. It distracts you and you can't focus. So you can't give your best performance. And I think that is also a part of the thing is that you can't then deliver what you need to deliver. Yeah, for, for me, I know what the show sounds like and I earn so much money that I don't really care if you miss something. But the, the thing is, I, I worry about the rest of the audience. Mm. And I do, I don't know why God created me like that, but I do have an effect on prostate. I, I, I can see by the second song, people with prostate problems are crawling up the staircase <laughs> to go and find air. And I do have an effect on middle-aged women's bladders. I, I've also <laughs> seen that. But that, that can be solved. If they, There's a thing in South Africa. I don't, I don't use alcohol, so it, it's a thing for me to witness from the outside. People do not believe anymore that you can enjoy anything sober. You have to drink. If you have to drink, you have to pee. It's as simple as that. Mm. And people... Do not train the bladders for 90 minutes. And it is 90 minutes and no interval. It's just a grown-up thing. Um, I don't allow children because the show is none of their business. I'm not naked and I don't swear. But they just irritate me. So they don't come to the show. <laughs> but the, the, there is a form of maturity when you're with people and also have a bath and dress nicely like in the old days. I mm. I, I do blame all the art festivals and our bride culture and things. We we have lost that sense of occasion. I want you to kill a cat and wear it and put on makeup and and drip in diamonds and have a special thing and come to the theater like in the old days. The, but we've lost all sense of occasion, and it's built over to your birthdays. But the birthdays are special to very few people still, and Christmas is nothing anymore, and surprises are nothing, and they don't put a flower on the table in the middle of the week, that kind of thing. It's all got to do with a very sad loss, that loss of surprise and of occasion, which is what my entire life and career is based on. So I have to protect it for the few people who still care. And I think that's what it's about. 30 years, uh, uh, 90 minutes, I tell you, it's been a, a phenomenal, phenomenal life in this business. A phenomenal, what you've done across the arts world is, is superb. And I want to congratulate you. People have got to go and see it. Thank you for doing the interview and for getting up so early. We really appreciate it. I will go. To, I'm going to have a cinnamon dumpling and go back to my dark and sad room. <laughs> I don't think thank it's, you I think Have it's, a nice day Thank you sir Thank you very much That is Nathaniel The show happens at Emperor's Palace The 30, 30 years 19 minutes It is uh, It's happening Up until the 24th of September Next week Sunday Please don't miss it Please It is really really good Guys Again an incre- Incredible things That he had to say Oh yeah I mean, we, as I said, this show is a legend. Okay, welcome, boys. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, she was spot on, eh? I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of stuff where mm. 
you you concentrating on stage, you're doing your best, and guys are getting up, asking each other what they want to drink. Mm, it's, it's, it's like they're in in watching a, a cinema, like uh, watching a movie. It's like mm. they, they don't oh, realize you, you find that in a cinema, dude. You do that in a cinema, and I will kick you in. No, the but nose. they don't. I'm talking about when they actually they, they, they don't think that you can hear them. They don't think the actors are, oh, oh, they, are yeah, conscious uh, of. of What's going, what's going on? But it does happen in cinema, even as you know now as well. People talk the whole time. Yeah. They get up, yeah. it's, it's, it is, and those phones. Oh, and this light. The problem is, is that light. Yeah, yeah. That mm. it's you know, and I, and I mean, I guess it's kind of cool if you're doing a show and you can you're taking a photograph of, let's say, I don't know, some no, rock star on stage. No. But uh, but I mean if you if you're in that type of environment, no. but for look with your eyes. People these days, it's not oh. you haven't seen it unless you've taken a photograph of it. Mm. Look with and your put eyes. put it on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just and, look and with what, your eyes. Are you and actually going to go watch like a performance uh, in a video form on your phone later? No, no. it's no. Like tell why. the world. Look at me. Mm. I went to see Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the play that goes wrong. Craig Jackson, Daniel Jackson, Stephen Jabba. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> yabba, yabba, jabba. Yabba, yabba. Yabba, jabba, do. As in the hut. Right. Uh, oh, oh, just not spelt the same, but uh, oh, okay. congratulations for getting that. It's millennial. Thanks. I love, I <laughs> love your, uh, your shirt. Basically saying there's a nerd shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Daniel, what are you writing at the moment? What are you up to besides this? Um, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Okay. Very Jeez. secret project. Uh, me and a friend of mine are busy working on a TV miniseries. Wonderful. Uh, if anybody has any money that they want to give us, please mm. get in contact with I me. I am a TV producer. I know people. Well, we'll talk afterwards <laughs> okay. when the entire country is listening to my idea. Excellent. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of actors in South Africa don't just act because mm-hmm. we have to, you know, as Abdul Ibrahim says, provide for our family, although he's probably doing okay, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I've never gone to Germany just to play a piano or, or trained in, in yes. Japan. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, we all do a million things. Uh, and then, uh, Stephen, what's you up to next? When you go back to Cape Town, you haven't left Joburg. No, I have. I'm going to brief I went back home and I hibernated, you know. Dan was saying, uh, you can't just act. Well, I act and hibernate. But I mean, are you not, (laughs) but you love in Joburg. Uh, yes, no, I, mean, I, I didn't have to have my arm twisted at all to come back to Joburg. Which is incredible, because I mean, you, when you, when we interviewed you last year, it was your first Joburg oh, Buddy, I'm laced with sarcasm. Here. I know, I know. <laughs> no, but I listen, do have family here and that makes a huge difference. No, but what I am saying, I, I guess that, I get that. But what I'm saying to you is, if you look at it, Cape Town's been great to you, but Joburg's given you also a new lease. All of a sudden, you're doing different things, doing wonderful stuff, which mm. is really cool. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. That's good. Craig Jackson, where do we? What, what what's next? <sighs> I don't know. It's a scary <laughs> thing about being an actor. <laughs> Supposed to do something in December, but that's fallen through. So I don't know. Well, in the meantime, let's, let's, let's oh, go on holiday. Let's, let's, pla- let's pack up the play that goes wrong. Let's get that people to see it. When does it end? Tell us all about it. It's uh, starting next Friday, the twenty second of September till the fifteenth of October. And then, we, and then we're off to Cape Town from the 1st of November to the 18th. Okay, so let's pack out, please pack the studios out, I mean the, the theatres out, do it beautifully, and just basically come and see a, a phenomenal, I can't wait to see this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Gonna You're be not going to regret it. It's, Ga- guys, thank you for joining us. Thank Thanks you for, for being with us. That's thank Craig you. Jackson, Daniel Jenks, and Stephen Jabba. The Hut. The Hut. <laughs> Great actors. The, 
What a show. Today's show. Isn't today's show such a cool show? It is amazing. It is amazing. You're it's amazeballs. You're very good at getting gifts, Alan. I know. So, but this <laughs> okay. is all for your birthday. Oh. It's my party and I cry. Birth. I want to. Yeah. It's after birth my today. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to chat to Garth Taylor in a moment. Uh, Garth is... Uh, Goth, grab a chair. You know how busy the studio is. We've got the boy. This is the, this is the way we do it. Uh, the guys are brilliant. Please don't miss the play that goes wrong. It's happening at Monty next week, starting the 22nd. That's brilliant. It's, it's yeah, we have be, to go. Actually. Oh, I it's going to be. So, it is brilliant. One of the things it's I like love going to the theater yeah. the most is the hope that something is going to go wrong. Don't you do that? You like, I really kind of just hope someone trips and, and, you know, not hurt themselves, but just embarrasses themselves a little. Cause, cause it's like, that's, if I wanted to see everything perfect, you'd go to a movie. So I think that's why it's so, so great that, you know, this play exists, you know. In studio, it's called Little Fighters. It's a charity, and Garth Taylor, who's uh, is a top singer, a top songwriter. Uh, you've been around in the business as long as myself. Uh, I have been Garth. Du- and Garth was famous in Durban. Garth, <laughs> Garth was a du- uh, Garth's pretty famous. Kisses from now. coast to coast, of course. I mean, uh, thank you. I like that guy. But Garth, I've got to tell you, my partner yeah. lives in Durban, and I like Durban arts, Durban men, Durban guys, the best. Oh, the thank best. You. Wow, thanks. I love Durban. And I'll, I'll vouch for the girls as well. Oh. Amazing. Oh, I love Durbanese. So yeah, so seriously. Thank the, you. The, that's just a shout out to my B because uh, he lives in Durban. But, but Goth, you're from Durban. Durban. That's where you started your career. And you were like, you, you were Mr. Like East Coast those days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 1998. Yeah. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. It hurts when you say it out loud. I know it does. Oh, it does. Wow, it's like. Yeah, no, good nine years ago. Nine years ago. What are you talking about? That's twenty years. We did twenty years. What do you need, Matt? Which when we started? I remember the aquarium. Twenty. Do you remember? Yes. God, do you remember the aquarium? Yes, God? I do. Do you remember do. doing three talk live? Yes. In the aquarium. Amazing. Yeah, I do. I do remember that. I was like, why would you want me on the show? Oh, because you're a Durban singer, man. Yeah, Durban, and you had. Uh, what was the album? That, what was your number one hit well, at that it time? It was why. Why is when I'm sad. I always think about you. Yeah, that deep voice from the thin Durban boy. <laughs> and you said it so perfectly. Lighthouse family. No, yeah. uh, I just know that you've been compared to them yeah. like your whole career. All the I time. Mean, I remember seeing you live once and you were like, the, here's a song just for everyone who co- constantly compares me to Lighthouse family. Yeah. And I think you played, um, was it? Um, I wish. Was it I wish? Was yeah. it? Um, that, that was the I wish song. Oh, was it I yeah, wish? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was lifted. But just sing a little bit and we're long and show people how much like this guy. You should be lifted, lifted, lifted. Yeah. So cool. I really love to be alone. But that's Lighthouse. I don't know the words, I'm just going to make something up. Yeah. And here I am, sitting at Cliff Central, with Alan and his team, and they're having a good time. And under <laughs> but you can hear it, hey? Well, here is. I am, having a good time. So, so now, what's that like? Would <laughs> you be like, lifting? I mean, obviously, you have, your, I mean, you have your own sound as well. But yeah. um, I mean, having a voice that's that's so close tonally yeah. to this guy. I mean, does it irritate you, or, or have you, you? Do you kind of embrace it? And absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, there's nothing wrong with sounding like because, as we all probably know, there's nothing new in the world. Yeah. 
But so. also, if you think they were they they were started at the same time, eh? Not yeah. Like yeah. Not like he, he impersonated the voice. Lighthouse, yeah. Lighthouse family was starting at the same time. Exactly. In, in, when you started, if you think about it. Yeah. So the comparison just happened at that point. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is the voice was the voice. Yeah. His voice was, and that was before Garth. With all due respect, those that was before we, we was the idols, the voice, yeah. the. <coughs> of the long, long before that, Coca-Cola superstars, whatever those. Uh, I mean, I've did one of them. Absolutely, quite a few things. Um, yeah, so that, that's why we call uh, ourselves pioneers. Pioneer. Yeah, pioneers, because we kind of we, we kind of paved the way for the new South African was, music industry. Yourself, it was Danny Kaye, Danny Kaye, Bala, it was it was people like um, remember TK. Cucumber Zoo, Cucumber yeah. all these original sounds that that came. Just Ginger, yeah. The, yeah. These original sounds just emerged. Sounds like, but not quite. And everyone's like, "Wow, South African music is going international." Okay, uh, your, your biggest hit back then. You're going to be singing for us. I want you to go warm up your voice. Okay? Yeah, Garth Taylor's <laughs> in studio. We also talk about Little Fighters. That's coming up uh, in a moment's time. Uh, I want to just cross quickly through to uh, Hilton uh, because Gate Sixty Nine had one of the best productions called Hedwig. Uh, and the Angry Inch uh, that, uh, that was performed in Cape Town. It's now touring the country. Christopher uh, Dagian is uh, on the line. Hi, Chris- Christopher. You well? Are you there? Yes. Hi, Alan. How are hi, you? How are you doing, my friend? And of course, you are one of the directors at Gate Sixty Nine. Thank you for joining us. Tell us about Hedwig. What are you doing? So we are at the Hilton Art Festival at the moment. Um, we're at the main stage, and Hedwig will, will be performing there for three performances. I'm so happy it came out because people, uh, a lot of people might have missed it in Cape Town, but all of a sudden when the when the Fleur Cup and the Naledi Awards and all these awards happened, often it happens in the movies and the Academy Awards, that people go, oh my goodness, why didn't we see it? Uh, this is a production that needs to be seen. Do you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a world-famous production that has a huge following worldwide. And um, like I say, a lot of um, Catonians missed it, and we are not doing our very, very best to get it the rest of South Africa. It's very important that everyone sees this. Christopher, of course, uh, Gate69 doing phenomenally well. Uh, Cathay Specific is there with you, and uh, we've got, uh, <laughs> yes. of course, the Trolley Dollies doing their magic, and I believe that they, you guys have got um, a, a, a new production based on Macbeth starting sometime in October. We'll yes. do an interview about that. What's it called? Wicked, what? It's called the, the adult pantomime. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be crazy. And I believe the three trolley dollies are, are the witches. <laughs> Brendan Van Rain, I love it. It's going to be superb. But I want to come back to to, to being a part of that festival. Um, are you yeah. going to bring Hedwig to, to Johannesburg? We are working on a tour at the moment. We, we aren't able to release dates yet, but it mm. will be um, the first few months of next year and um, sort of for a month-long run. The Jacob will definitely be able to see it. Um, like I said earlier, it's, it's a, such an important production um, in terms of what, what's going on worldwide at the moment in terms of um, gender rights and fluidity and um, LGBT um, communities. So it, it's just a, a, an absolutely fascinating and world-class production. It's a South African first. It's never been seen in this country before, which is, which is why we're getting to number so absolutely um, determined to bring it over. And it did well in Cape Town, but like you said, so many people missed it. Nobody knows what's going on, and then you hear about the awards, and you know, next thing you know, you're picking yourself. So I, I am happy that you that you're destroying it with festivals. Is Paul still taking yeah. the lead? Is your cast the same? The cast of the same. Paul is playing Hedwig, and Jenny Galloway is playing the role of your. Yeah, 
Jed O'Gallivar, right, is outstanding. Paul de Toy is exceptional. Absolutely. And of course, I know you directed it. It's, uh, it's brilliant. I'm happy that you're touring with it. At least, uh, if people are going to be at that festival. And it's a great festival, by the way. Um, it's please. Yeah, very well yeah, yeah. Get to see it because I know a lot of people will be leaving tomorrow to go and see it. So I wish you well. Christopher, we'll do Thanks some more on. stuff with the wonderful people at Gate 69. That's your project. And it's uh, Christopher Dudgeon uh, on the line. Thank you for joining us, my friend. Thank you, Alan. Be good. Look after yourself. Uh, that's uh, Hedwig uh, happening at the Hilton Festival. Wonderful. Also, KZN. We've got to go Love all over festivals. the country. Love we've festivals. We've got to do the country. I mean, we've got to stuff in Cape Town, stuff in Joburg. We've got to be at Germany. This is what the show is about. I want to hear. Is the unview, the thin, the view, and the, the, the thin, the rich, and the thin, the view, and the, and the fab? Shut up. Be the hell of a busy show. I, I love the pictures, too. Pictures. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to, yeah, well, let's talk about your boxing now. I yeah. want to hear more about this. So you're not boxing kids, eh? No, that's, no, that's no. The Contrary to popular belief, yeah. <laughs> to, quite often people have that tongue twister. God, Taylor's boxing kids. Um, no. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yo, God, Taylor's boxing kids with cancer. No, 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 no. <laughs> Please. I'm boxing for kids with cancer. And do you know who you're boxing, all that? I, I know the guy. He actually challenged me to rematch, which is how this whole thing got started. Really? I did a boxing match in 2016, mm-hmm. and I think I was terrible. But are you a boxer? Do you, do you, I mean, do you go uh, off no. to Nick, like the late God rest him, Nick Durant's place? No, do you no. go off to that and actually, funny, the, the, guy I'm, the guy I'm fighting mm. is from Nick Durant's gym. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's, he's an exceptional boxer. He's but you box recreationally? Mm, I kickbox. Kickbox. Oh, okay. I started learning kickboxing when I was in school, when I was bullied, yeah. you know, being yes. a musician amongst all the rugby players. I was oh, like yeah, the yeah, rose imagine. amongst the thorns. What, what school did you go to, Abdullah Abraham? No, no, I went, I went to school in Zimbabwe. Uh, in Zim. Yeah, okay. I got taken away to Zim and put into a horrible school called Plumtree. Okay. Oh, jeez, what a terrible And you school. had to learn to kickbox to defend yourself. Uh, well, it was just before I left Plumtree that a guy um, started teaching me how to punch. Mm. So I... I couldn't fight, but I could, I could at least throw back. And, and so I started doing that and I stopped getting bullied a lot at Plumtree. But when I left school, I vowed nobody's going to touch me again. Mm. I was literally beaten almost every day. Some, like, I was one of the only guys who was like a senior getting bullied by juniors. Get that. Wow. I was, like, I was in form two and the form oneers would beat me oh. up. I was like, no, this has got to stop sounds, at some stage. It sounds hectic. It's yeah. just Plumtree. That Plumtree school was horrible because they, they, it was like a, a boarding school out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. So I was like, yeah, send your kids here. Yeah. <laughs> so and by the time the, the parents knew about it, your bruises had healed. So exactly. Like, yeah. in, insert evil laugh. Yeah. So, so where are we Terrible fighting uh, for little little. Fighters, little fighters, little fighters cancer, cancer trust. trust. I'm actually doing the fight at a place called Scarlet Ribbon in Edenvale, mm-hmm. um, Stone Ridge Shopping Centre. Yes, that's on Friday night. It starts starts at seven o'clock. Doors open at seven. First fight. There's eight fights on the night, okay. and there's there's actually some there's actually some exciting bouts because I, I don't know if you know this, but white collar boxing is where accountants and lawyers and I don't know, you know, drivers and whatever whoever get to go and test out their their skills in the ring so they've been wow. training sure. you know boxer size came about and everyone's yeah. like okay so now i've been hitting a bag when do i get to hit a person so they created this white collar boxing so anybody can go a doctor can literally step into the ring in fact the guy that i'm fighting is a, a physiotherapist okay which is convenient you know after the fight you he can just sort him. out <laughs> just, just go for his hands that's his weakness yeah just grab grab his wrist and bite it or something yeah, no, yeah. not like that so, I, I think it's incredible that you're doing this, and, and obviously all the funds for that entire night are going to go off to 
to these kids. Yeah, you say funds. People have been very slow in in donating, mm. and I find it quite strange because it's not like I'm taking the money. You know, people. That sounds like Conor McGregor. And yeah, McGregor yeah, exactly. It's not money in my pocket. Exactly, it's yeah. not. It's not the big money fight. Mm. Well, not for me at least. Um, well, that's the most important fight because is that you're helping them fight for their lives. Exactly, exactly true. You know, I don't mind stepping in the ring and having the crap. Beaten out of me if these kids are going to have a, at least a little bit of a well, chance. We had the whole of form one and form two to train. So. Yeah, exactly. I know to take a punch. Yeah. yeah. Throwing one. Let's let's see on the night. But it's it's going to be happening there. Um, you can also donate on the night. We can have a box there. Um, and that that obviously, if anybody ever wants to know where their funds are going, there's a there's a there's an open book at Little Fighters Cancer Trust. They they're very very mm. they're very transparent in where the funds go. It's, it's literally to help the kids. So if you imagine your kid has cancer and you, 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 you have a job and you have a house and you have a car, trust me, you're going to lose all of that. If you do not, if you're not wealthy, 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 you're going to lose everything because chemotherapy, radiation. And if you don't make that, you'll be really Exactly. So now this is what the Little Fighters Cancer Trust looks after. And this is what I'm trying to help because yeah. they rely on the public donations. They rely on other people. It's a private, it's a private entity looking after over a thousand kids throughout sure. South Africa. Um, have you, I've never heard of them. Yeah. No, I've heard of it. Yeah, because we need uh, to get them on the show. Actually, a friend, a friend of mine's uh, little daughter had uh, developed young cancer at the age of six. Whoa! And uh, you know, it is. It's you can't imagine what you must go through as a parent. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, having to deal with that. Can you imagine having to tell your seven-year-old kid, um, "Listen, my boy, I love you very much, but uh, you have six months." Yeah, <sighs> no. It's crazy. No, it, it kills me. I've got a video up on my Facebook page, actually, of a kid called Muhammad who, as one of his last wishes, and I call it that with a big teardrop in, in, in my heart, is to go touch a dolphin. So they flew him from Port Elizabeth to Durban, to an aquarium. Net, Netcare actually got him involved, and they, they, they flew this little kid there. The video of – you have to go see this video. It's on my Facebook page, Garth Taylor. Go check it out, and you see this little kid getting airlifted to Durban. When he arrived, he took a turn for the worst. He got put into ICU straight away. Um when he was able, at least able to, to be conscious, let me put it that way, they took him to the aquarium where he, he could barely lift his arm to touch the dolphin, fed the dolphin a, a few fish. They took him back, flew him to pee, and, the, and this poor boy, Muhammad, passed away. This yeah. Friday is the anniversary of his birthday. He would have turned eight this Friday that I'm fighting. Wow. So we're so fighting you, in his name. It's for real. Yeah. It's for real. It's real stuff. Yeah. Secret. We can get you to sing in a moment. Uh, there's another important cause that I want to do, if I can. On the line, we've got uh, the one and only Harry Sideropoulos. And Harry is a part of the Sakathon, which happens this weekend. Harry Sid, welcome to the show, Harry. How's it, Mr. Ford? Good morning, and how's it to all your listeners? How's it, how's it, how's it? Good, good, Summer, good. thank God. It is summer. It's good, my Greek friend. I know that you've been traveling the world. Um, Garth Taylor is doing a boxing match this weekend for Little Fighters Cancer Trust, and then you're involved, and you have, you and I have both been involved in the Sarkathon for years. Um, and, and that, correct. Tell me all about it, and tell, tell, tell our listeners what this is about, Harry. So basically, this has been around for about 18 years. I've been involved with it in the past six years. Um, it is the brainchild of this amazing woman uh, called Denise Modlin, who is a personal trainer um, and has been a personal trainer and a very successful one for like over 40 years. Um, and it started off just as a small little cycle fun with like, you know, 40 uh, bikes. And it has, you know, it's, it's, it's grown into this amazing event that takes place every year at Melrose Arch, but also it's been taking place nationally in the past year. Yeah. So I've been traveling with her in you know, Port Elizabeth and Durban and Cape Town and Pretoria. We did uh, mm. Mendeland Park uh, about a week ago. So um, it's, it's in conjunction with the Smile Foundation, which is an amazing uh, organization that, that helps uh, children that are in, in need of um, 
of uh, of surgery, um, specifically um, uh, to, to assist them with uh, uh, defects that were around yeah. from birth. Yeah. Um, and, um, and we decided to do it really fun and, and, and have a cycle for. Is, is hospice uh, still involved, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Harry? Sorry? Is hospice still involved? Um, I think hospice, yes. Mm, still hospice still is involved. Yeah. That's yes, it. and uh, it takes place at uh, Melrose House this weekend, and it starts uh, on Saturday uh, from 7 in the morning is the first hour. And it's um, thanks to Planet Fitness who have supplied all the bikes and have been supplying mm. all the bikes for years. Some of the the, the, the people hosting the actual cycle for the, um, our the trainers are from uh, Planet Fitness. Um, so it really, really is a fun morning. And I mean, I don't get on bikes. Uh, I, I, of course, facilitate it, and I just, I just call shit. Uh, for the <laughs> and people who want to be part of it and don't want to cycle, but, you're more yeah. than welcome to. You could just come and just put your ass on a bike, uh, or just come and support me. Get, as long as you come uh, and support it, it's 170. It's 170 bucks. Come and support it. What if you I, don't I, have a bicycle? I, I don't have a no, bicycle. No, the bicycles are there. You just jump on them. That's how it works. So, ah. yeah. We'll get Garth Taylor there. You jump on them and you don't eat. Like, I mean, you know, you're like some of the trainers get like really hardcore. I'm not hardcore. So, but I, I just walk around and just I say, I've just got one question about this bicycle, right? If I may. Um, it's a, it's hi, a, so, it's, it's a, so a spinning box. You say, you say, put your ass on the bike. Right, but what yeah. about the rest of your body? Wait, I'm no, you, no, you got. Uh, well, I mean, hopefully, the, you know, the rest of your body follows suit. I yeah, otherwise, otherwise it's just the, you might need to speak to Smile Foundation. Harry Sideropoulos, thank you. I know you're going to be singing. What are you going to be singing on the day? I know you always give a song. I'm doing something Greek this time round. I'm singing something Greek, um, and it's Harry's Happy Hour from twelve to one o'clock. Oh, um, so even if you haven't gone online to book, you can just arrive at the Melrose. Uh, Melrose Piazza, I call it Piazza where the fashion is, and you'll see all the bikes there. They're mm. under a tent. Um, there's hydration. There's more hydration, and of course, it's just it's good. It's good fun. It's really it's, is. Uh, it's for a great cause. Harry, so it's good. Two two quick things. Don't forget it's this, this week Saturday. Secondly, uh, you've got to come visit us in studio. We've got to have you in. We've got to get you oh, playing with us. And and and, and uh, my family's just opened a Lebanese restaurant in Morningside. You've got to come eat with me. And that just opened. I need to get you to me. So for God's sake, just give me a date and let's go. Of course, Harry. I love you. Goodbye. Okay, ciao guys, Cheers, Harry Sideropoulos, we love him in doing such great work. Goth, before yeah. we leave, uh, it's happening Friday night in Edenvale. You can go to your Facebook page. It's called Little Fighters Cancers Trust. If you can yeah. support it, do it. If you can't be there, do it anyway and help them. Absolutely. Um, give us a song. Are you gonna, I think we should get him to sing why, hey? Yeah, well, do you want to sing along to the song? Yes. Or? Yeah, let's yeah. All right, let's do that. Okay, come on. This is why we do it. This song, this song. Takes you back Garth to Taylor 1998. <laughs> why is it when I'm sad? I always think about you. This is your song, boy. Why is it when I'm lonely? I just can't do without you. Why is it when I smile, I forget you were always there for me. There's no price you were not paying for me with your love. I feel like one of those presenters that sing along to the, to the music. But this is your music. <laughs> it's mine. It's your hit, and you wrote this thing. Because I miss you. Carry on singing, my brother, because you're going to take us out. And I just can't deny. On that note, uh, thank you.
Thank you very much, Abdullah Ibrahim, for joining us on the show. Christopher Dudgeon from Gate 69, the special guest in the studios. The play that goes wrong at Monty opens next week with Craig Jackson, Daniel Jenks, Stephen Jabba. Thank you, Nathaniel. You've been superb. Harry Sideropoulos doing it for the Psychathons, for the Smile Foundation and for Hospice. And don't miss the one and only Goth Taylor, who is Little Fighters Cancer's Trust. It's happening this week. Nathan Rowe, it's uh, been a great, great it's show. It's been quite the show. <laughs> so good. See you next week. I can't, oh. oh, we're not here next we're week. Not here next we, week. We, we are, but uh, we, we're, we're on the road. Nathan and I hit the road. We're going to be filming. But uh, it's uh, so good to be with you. Thank you, South Africa. The great talent that you are there. Please be safe. Be good this week. Sakhtan, eat lacquer. And most importantly, this is the Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous. Goodbye. This is CliffCentral.com.